Listen, <laughs> all I got to say is the one person that like identifies with that right there is Morgan because she just said, I jumped out of the bath just for this. That was like getting out of the bath, getting ready to go. <laughs> What's up, fellas? Not much, man. Oh, man. I don't know why it seems like this week has been so long, man. It seems like it's been so long since the last time that we got on together, man. I don't know why it seemed like this week is longer than the previous weeks, but it seems like it's been longer. Maybe it's just me. It absolutely does. That, does. I, but does I that mean you got to do it more than once now? Say that again? You got to go more than once a week now? Is that what you're saying? Well, I mean, that would be nice, you know, but I don't know. I don't know how to wife and feel about it because I'm up here. When I'm up here, we're up here. So I don't know, but uh, it would be nice. More would be more. You, you know what I'm saying? More is better, I guess. Less is better. <laughs> yeah. Less is drama or crime, but anything else like it depends on why the crying or drama is going on because sometimes that or that's better it's good to laugh at yeah yeah it's crazy man i was looking at my feed like on my on my feed on my instagram feeds and all that stuff i noticed that a lot of my stuff is like violence and these people dying and all that stuff i don't know why maybe because i see you know if you see a video or something and you watch it for a certain amount of time then all the rest of it just starts shooting you all kind of stuff that's similar to that so I was watching one, and it was one with the police guy that shot at somebody because an acorn hit his car or something like that, and he got <laughs> somebody shot him. So he shot up everything, and I was like, "What?" So then it led to another thing, but it was crazy, man. That guy let off like fourteen shots, bro, for no reason because no an acorn fell on his car or fell on him or something, and he thought somebody was shooting at him. So he shot at his own car that had somebody that he arrested in handcuffs in the car because he thought they were shooting at him. And he was all over the place, tucking and rolling and doing everything. What, what does that remind you of, though? <laughs> That's a straight up '80s police yeah, academy bro, movie, right PTSD there. Is the car and he just starts shooting everywhere. You can bro, see that in those old you, movies. If you're that short scared, guy come around uh, the corner with his gun held real high. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're that scared to be out there. You don't need to be out there, man. Like you don't need to be out there if you're that scary. Because no, that's crazy. Don't. That's embarrassing. No, Julie, that's right, Julie. Julie, Always got to put it on the big screen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's up, Julie? What's up, Will? How you doing, man? Love to see y'all come, man. It makes me feel good, man, when I see these repeat <laughs> fans coming in. Here, here's your answer. There's your answer. Ah, yeah. uh, on the last side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, I think every time I talk to Willis, he's either just finished with or about to do a podcast. Man, Will's busy. He's busy. Yeah, He's yeah. texted me, hit me up a couple of times. I'm like, man, by the time I got, I realized I'm late one. And then two is like, man, so much other stuff is going on. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to make time because Will's going to hit me up and I'm going to get on his podcast with him and, and co-host with him. Yeah. So what's what going to happen is you're going to see the Homefront Network. That's coming next. Okay. It's got to come. It's got to come. Yeah. I need, like, I need like an early warning, man, so I can move time for because when i catch it last minute when i see it I'm, I'm always late looking at my phone anyway so you guys know that matt you know <laughs> you already know how i am with that because i don't i'm not one of those people that like stuck to my phone so like i can have my phone yeah. to be downstairs and i can be upstairs totally doing something and i come downstairs and i'm like oh man i done missed yeah. all of this stuff for sure and then you you call like 
two or three days later, yeah. and you're like, you went to jail? But like, <laughs> doesn't matter now. You didn't even answer the phone. Yeah, so I thought it would be better. I thought it would be better with the Apple Watch thing. But as you can see, I don't even have that on because it's on the charger, and I forget that it's on the charger. So. I think it depends on the day of the week if I put the watch on, too. I've noticed here lately I don't put it on as much. Yeah. So where's uh where's Al, man? He's missing. So Al uh Al's taking care of some family issues. His daughter's sick, so he's uh home with her, and then his uh, wife's got some business to take care of. I think yeah. she's going out of town. So well, you you know that his daughter's the queen anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The the world stops when the queen talks. Yeah, I thought it was a day after Valentine's Day, and maybe she put it on him so bad he couldn't work today. <laughs> you know. <laughs> But we can only hope that, you know what I mean? He talks all that good stuff. And I, you yeah. know, I'm pretty sure. Or you think he's got a couple black eyes because he didn't do anything for Valentine's Day and that's why he didn't come on? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. His ankles are swollen. She you know, hung him upside down by them boots he bought. <laughs> <laughs> Those expensive boots, uh, brother. That's yeah. Well, Al, if you're listening, if you're out here, bro, we, you know, we miss you, man. But we know you got stuff to do. And we know, you know, we know you're hurt. We know she put it on you, and it's okay. We're yeah, all yeah, yeah. And if you we'll need to call us and talk about it, we're here for you, brother. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what we got going on for today, fellas? Oh, well, you know what? Hold on. Stop. We didn't. We just started talking. Hey, real, what's going on? This is the Triple Threat Vet Podcast. You're in here live with my man T.Y., my man Matt Johnson. Al's not in, but he's here in spirit. I just want to say to you guys, welcome in. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Wherever you are at, if you are here today again, you have done exactly what I asked you to do last week. You got your ass up and you got there and you're here. So that means you didn't give up. And because you didn't give up, let's celebrate life today for you. I'm happy that you're here on behalf of everybody. We thank you for all that you guys do for us by listening to our foolishness and being here with us. So we appreciate you. If you're out there on Facebook land, if you're out there in Spotify land, Apple Music, wherever you are, we love you. We're with you. So welcome in, everybody. I didn't want to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, when you when you, when you you say it like that, you might as well get into the meat of what's going on today, right? Well, what's going on, brother? Well, I mean, we, we, we get to talk to uh, another veteran podcast today, somebody we've talked to a few times, we've done a couple things with. Yeah. Very active in his community and doing his thing. He's actually, you know, I believe, Ty, he's up in your old stomping grounds, is he not? He is a uh, Fort Campbell guy. Uh, he, he'll probably be able to uh, sing the, the Fort Campbell a division song, you know, we may put him on the on the spot. I'm I'm sure he and I can do a nice duet since I'm a Fort Campbell guy myself. I'm sure I got there some Fort go. Campbell shit around here somewhere. But yeah, hey, somebody <laughs> shouted out my signal flag. Hell yeah, I was a 25 uniform for about most of my career, and then I also had a bunch of identifiers and an Ewo uh, MOS. So, what was your favorite yeah. identifier? I gotta know. I mean, two Bravo, right? Air Salt. Oh. Thank God that's the identifier you went with. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> oh, man, this is going to be fun tonight. Oh, there he, he is. Identify as a sailor? Just saying. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. nah. I'm, I'm, I'm Army until I die. Oh. Well, good luck with that. That's <laughs> <laughs> just over, man. <laughs> so, good luck. Well, I tell you what, I think we should uh, bring our, our our man in. He is the uh, he is an, an an army veteran. Yes, he yes. still didn't get enough of that, so he decides to work with the army every day now as a civilian. Okay, he's a podcast host. He's been a podcast host, I think, for a couple years. 
runs an amazing show called The Misfit Nation. He's mm-hmm. always a regular on the tip of the spear. Uh, we were lucky to get introduced to him from uh, Willis over in uh, Kentucky as well. And we'd just like to bring in our friend Rich LaMonica today to uh, come in and say hello. My man Rich is in the building. Yeah! <clears throat> oh, What's you, up? Yeah. So we're we're rescheduled, right? So if everybody remembers, we were going to have Rich on a while back, but then this thing called a tornado hit Kentucky, and he decided he needed to do the uh, the, the the regular thing we do. He had to go help and, and get things cleaned up. So I would like to ask you, how are things going up there since that? Has it gotten a lot better? Um, how, how's it going for you up there? It's going much better up there. Uh, now that a FEMA came in and they weeded out the, I like to say, the people that – they need help but really weren't even involved and they wanted to get money we weeded them out and they're helping the people that truly the help those who lost everything their homes uh lost cars lost businesses a, a whole strip mall was taken out a, a dead black trying to do a strip mall. The people working in a pizza place there they hid in the freezer and they were stuck in there until the uh, first responders could break them out of the freezer but Oof. they're all getting the help need now the repairs are going uh slowly but surely as insurance insurance plus fema are involved Wow. Wow. You never know what's going to happen with those, man. Those natural disasters come, they hit, and uh, then you start watching the news the next day. And most of the time, people are like, dang, that happened yesterday? And then you see the TV and you're like, holy shit. Like, that was like five minutes of noise and it created all that destruction. So good on you for helping up there, man. I know that everybody appreciates it. And I know that uh, they're better off for having you up there for sure. Risk. Something I'll do. Yeah. So question with that. So like um, I, just from what I've seen, when things like that happen, like natural disasters, tornadoes and, and hurricanes and stuff like that, it's crazy to see how the community comes together. Like, you know, what I mean, is, is that something that you witnessed going through that time? Was it that the community got together and everybody went, you know, went out and tried to help and do all they can to make sure everybody was good? Or did you see people were so devastated that they couldn't function? I think in the, the first part, everyone came out. I was cleaning up this uh, one uh, block, I think, the day after. And I was out there with a chainsaw gang. And this, I was, we are bringing food to people that were working. There was a woman out there working. And I said, hey, do you want one of these plates while we're working? You can take a break. And she said, no, I got to keep working. This is my house you're cleaning right here. And I got to get to my neighbor's house to help them clean theirs out. So wow. she, her house was destroyed. And she was out there helping and helping us. And, and she didn't want her neighborhood until everyone was every, everyone's stuff was safe and secure. And yeah. that was every block we went. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot like uh, Harvey down in uh, Houston happened the same way. And then I'm lucky I go through I go through hurricanes, Rich. I don't deal with tornadoes. Yeah. So I did Katrina. I did Harvey. That's how I work. And you see the same thing. Everybody's coming out and. You know, they had people in boats and people were helping people come out of uh, homes and gutting homes and all that stuff. So you're right, Scott. It takes sometimes those moments to let everybody know that we are still here for each other, right? Like, yeah. we'll help you. And it, it it sucks sometimes that it takes you seeing someone's house yeah. is gone to be like, oh, I should probably really help them now. Yeah. You know, like, right. although we argued about the property line the other day, I don't think that right. exists anymore. So we're probably going to try and figure it out. But it's good to see that people come together. Yeah. Always. I, I've happened to be into since I've been here. The I've seen all of them. So when I was in Colorado, which probably sounds funny, we had tornadoes, big ones. We had uh, at one time, I can't remember what year it was, but we had like five tornadoes touched down at one time. 
And it was like the tornado like tore down Monaco Street. So you see like these big old trees that were uprooted and in people's houses. And it was just crazy. So I've seen the, the destruction from tornadoes. I've seen the flooding here in Houston. I've seen the blizzards between Colorado and Chicago. You know what I mean? So I've seen all of these things. I've uh, been inside of those. Uh, when I was in D.C., man, we were in a, you know, I guess you would say it was a tropical storm and we're standing outside like trying to do a funeral and the rain is coming down so hard it's coming down at an angle our dixie cups were filled with water all of our uniforms are just falling apart because they were soaking wet and we were standing outside waiting for them to bring the body out from the church and i was like man this is crazy so i've been through some crazy times and some crazy situations but it is pretty amazing how you see people draw together and pull together to help and uh, you know i know me and ty talked a little bit today about you know how people are separated racisms and stuff like that but there comes a point in time man that that stuff doesn't matter and i think in the beginning of the time it didn't matter it's just that people got into their own ways and all that but that's here nor there we're going to talk about something else but i did want to just have that question on how is it when you're in that moment how does that feel when people pull together and just are so willing to help each other out i think that's just a natural thing for people Definitely. Yep. I seen it in the aftermath of Harvey. I was supposed to move to Houston just before Harvey. I was there looking at houses, and I was about to make my decision when Harvey hit, and that made me make my decision not to live there. But I went back <laughs> down there. My job uh, continues, and we went out down there, and we uh, helped, uh, re I guess, beautify one of the high schools there in a whole, a whole neighborhood. We went around uh, cleaning up and painting inches and making the people feel more welcome at home. So it's a great feeling if you can just jump and help anybody. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Well, so Rich, tell us uh, a little bit about you, man. I know we, we said in the beginning you're an Army veteran. Tell us a little about where you grew up, where you're from, uh, what got you to join the Army, and a little bit about your Army career. All right. So uh, I'm currently living in Clarksville, Tennessee, like I said earlier, right outside the great 101st Airborne Division at Fort Campbell. Joined the Army in 1993 after growing up in Jersey. I was the youngest of four Four, four children. We grew up in a railroad-style apartment where basically every room touched each other. There was no hallways, so that means no privacy, nothing like that. And I was in a room with three boys, the youngest of three, so you learn how to fight real quick and uh, learn how to take a beat, especially being the youngest and the smallest. Until my brother went in the Navy, I didn't know to, know what a full plate of food was. And when he went in the Navy, he only had food, eat more, so it felt a lot better. But I think for my time, Bring it, I'd sit with my dad and looking at our little what, 13 to 15 inch TV at the time. And there was always something with war on TV. It was probably either in the Middle East or maybe the end of Vietnam. And I would say, you know, I'm going to join the Army too. And my dad said, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever. And I went to my first high school. I got kicked out. And I went to the, probably the worst high school in the city, uh, Dickinson High School. All I did was take, I'm going to go in the Army classes. So all the shop classes, graphic arts, and anything that didn't take any real brain matter. And between junior and senior year, I, have, I was too young to join the Army on my own. So I had to go home and ask Dad. I was only 16 at the time, 17, going to be 17. Hey, Dad, I just signed his paper, his waiver, so I can go to basic training before between junior and senior year. He said, no, nah, enough of us have been in the military. You're going to go to college. That's going to be a problem. I have no classes that I can take. I have no classes that I took to go to college. So you'll figure it out. So I went and signed up for three maths, two sis an extra English so I can get all the right prerequisites to go to college. Somehow I got all that done, passed the SATs. 
I got into college, went to a birth college in New York for a year, and I transferred to St. Peter's College in Jersey City, played football for two years, and then I decided that college wasn't for at all. I'm old enough now. I'm going to the RP. So, so you said you're. I'm, I'm surprised that you didn't do the whole switcheroo. Have just signed the paper, going anyway. Be like, I'll show you. I'm going to be good to go. No, I, I took you, you actually went to college. college. Yep, <clears throat> I played college football for two years, and I had a blast playing college football. And I walked on, and that was my, I guess, my out. Uh, instead of studying as much as I could, I was hitting. So good. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, that's crazy. So army, what was so when you joined the army, what what did you join as? What was your MOS? What'd you do? Uh, chemical operations specialist. So Holy shit. chemical wow. operations. All the all the gas chamber stuff. We trained guys <laughs> like Todd to put their masks on so they survive in the con on the modern airland battlefield. If uh, chemical hmm. weapons were used, I did that the whole career, all twenty two years. I was chemical operations. So, so it's something I guess I loved. And I had a great time doing. That you know was the guy that we always hoped never had to actually apply the skills that they learned. We hope yeah. they never had to use those skills. Yeah. The extent <laughs> I remember that when I was in, in the bees, we would go to field exercise and they would always, you know, we had on our little trainer shit and we're standing in the woods and they would simulate a gas attack, right? Remember those uh, M214 kicks where you pop the pills and then it shows yep. all the colors? Well, they would pop the pills and someone would be looking at it. And I remember standing there and I had just made like E3. So we're standing in a row playing war and they popped the kit and it was training so the guy was like oh it's inconclusive tell joe over there to take his mask off and everybody kind of looked at him he's like yeah take it off and they're like why he goes well he's the lowest ranking guy i'm take it off if he falls over then we'll just keep him on for a little bit longer and if he does we'll keep moving <laughs> and everybody was like is that for real like serious like <laughs> we're just training right and they're like yeah we're just training i was like i gotta I got to get promoted as fast as I can. I don't need to be the yeah. lowest guy in, in the line, dude. They're like, just pull it off real quick. Tell us if you smell anything. Yeah. <laughs> I remember going to that damn gas, that gas chamber. Day, man. Mission essential. So it's not the lowest yeah. rank, at least mission essential. So the lieutenant can do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, in our situation, it was, they just have him. He just got here. He probably don't <laughs> shit anyway. It's all good. It is. <laughs> <laughs> She's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I understand that that whole tear gas thing is so that to teach you to trust your equipment, but that I don't know, man. I think I could have deal without that. That was horrible. <laughs> Where were you? Were you a crier or a snotter, Scott? When oh, you went through the when, man, the when I was so this is the thing. You know, I, I told you when I when I was in the, when boot camp, I tried to play <laughs> the difficult guy role for the longest time. So I tried to put that tough guy thing on. So by the time we got to the gas chamber, it's like, okay, they, you know, they had the fan blowing in there and they popped the thing and you see the little smoke coming up and all that stuff. So they were letting people go out. Like they tell people like, all right, go ahead, take your mask off, take deep breath. They take their mask off and start coughing. And then they, they exit out to the right. And then here I am, I'm like, there's like three people left in there. So, you know, we're in there and all that smoke is in there real good now. So they let the other two people go and I'm the last one in there. So they're like, all right, 
badass. Take your take your <laughs> take your cast with this off. So I'm like, man, I take it off and I take the first sniff. And I'm like, oh, 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 I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm, I'm like trying to get out of there. Like, no, no, uh, no, dude, you can't go out of here. They they asked me to say something to recite something, but I'm like, I can't remember. I can't think anything. I can't think. I'm just trying to get out of there. So I try to break for the door. They're holding me back. I'm trying to break for it. So by the time I came out of there, man, I had stuff coming out my nose, out my mouth, my eyes were burning. I, I ran all the way past the little water part that you're supposed to put on your face. I just ran outside. I was just trying to get some air, and that just made it worse. So, yeah, whatever crud that you have in boot camp, whatever that cold crud stuff you have, you snot it and spit. And you, all that stuff came out. You were good after that. Gas mask cures all, bro. Like You remember when you would go into the gas chambers, and you always had to have a partner, right? So you would stand in there, and they throw the tabs in, and it comes up. Yeah. And they're like, okay, when you get in there, both of you got to take your canister off. And then you got to put your canister on the other person, right? Dude, yeah. you know, when you've got guys that have been there for a long time, and they kind of are used to it, you would see the new guys in there. The guy would take his canister off, and the new guy's like, I got to do this right. Screws that guy's canister on super fast. And then the guy that's been around for a while yeah. just stands and waits. And he starts <laughs> like touching the mask like he can't get it on. And that dude starts freaking out. And they're like, oh, he's not staying still. <laughs> oh, man. And then and then I learned really quick, don't joke around when you're right. in stuff like that because you get so much trouble when you walk out. Yeah. But then at lunch, everybody's like, man, you look like you were freaking out really bad. And that guy's talking shit about, he wouldn't put the thing on. I thought I was going to. They're like, you know, it's just like CS gas. It's all right. It's not going to kill you. And he's like, but I know. He didn't do it right. And they're all mad. And you're like, oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> or, the guy, or the guy that's done it so many times, like he just walks in, pulls his mask off, right. breathes for like two or three minutes and walks out. Nah. I'd imagine, Rich, that that was you. Walking like uh, oh, that's no big deal. Less than six months in, I was able to walk in, and there's always uh, I can tell you, there's always two rooms. One is usually the the fake one's the room, and I was doing a it was a finance unit. I was helping them. I went in there with nothing on. I was just standing in there, and I said, "All right, just walk in. This will help test your." Mind. And they came in. I said, "Just take take your mask off. You'll feel fine. Everything. You're not going to smell anything." And the one girl right away, "I smell it. I smell it. I'm going to die. I'm going to die." I said, "You don't smell anything." <laughs> <laughs> and then they took it off. All of them they ran into each other. They're trying to run out. And then, of course, almost everyone in the army at that time out the exit door was a tree. So the first person out would always hit that tree. Bam, they're on the ground. And the other ones trip over. And I would just sit there and laugh. And then after I, would do, I was done, I'd go to the DFAC and sit in those clothes, all that stuff on me, and just eat like nothing's going on. Everyone around me is crying and it's not enough. And I go right back to work. Oh, wow. man. Yeah. Dude, those were the worst days. Because there's some guys that are like, oh, we got to do this again. But then there's other guys that you could just tell it was not their favorite thing to do. Because the right. moment you're like, all right, next week, we got to do our re recalls for the gas chamber. There's a whole bunch of people, like, the whole day, they're in the... <laughs> like, bro, are you all right? Yeah, I'm good. You're like, he, they're just thinking about it. Next week, what's going to go wrong with my stuff? It's not going to work. I'm going to smell it. Dude, it was so great. Like, those are the things you remember. The things that put people through the most yeah. uncomfort <laughs> and pain are yeah. the things that you laughed at the most. Like, I, it was it was crazy. It was so good. That's crazy. Rick, Rick can probably uh, relay this as well, but but the the amount of training that we did we were we would have training cycles to where we were going to the range going to the nbc range what what was the number nbc range that, that you're talking about with the tree because i think i remember it but i was uh, never 41. one that ran out 41 okay yeah it's, it's out by the mark 19 range yeah, right yeah okay 
Yeah, but the the training we did. Did what years were you at Fort Campbell? Uh, the first time, uh, ninety six to ninety nine, then two thousand thirteen, and then two days in two thousand fifteen to retire. Okay, so we we had an NBC specialist. He he was uh, his last name was Iglinski. He ended up going SF, I think, but so he may not have been in the regular army for a while. But he uh, he would mess with all of us when he took us to the chamber. Is like he would. Put, I don't know if you can put extra on there to make it stronger. I have no idea what the delusion is, but uh, ugh. oh my gosh, it was terrible. You can eat you put hot sauce on the fire. It's good. Oh yeah, we God. we had, I had another uh, NBC specialist named uh, Specialist Bray Boy that taught me how to make the hot sauce with the. MRE stuff, uh, little yes. little bombs, yeah, bomb, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's cool, class, man. Class is probably, taught in probably shouldn't say that on a podcast. I'm sorry. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> say what? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Our MOS, we had to go to live nerve agent chamber for basically or AIT and then uh, BNOP and ANOP. All three times there was someone pulling someone's mask off, messing around in it. This is live nerve agent you're messing around in, and doing the same thing you do in the CS chamber. So it was. It's mm. just a mindset of nut, incredibly nuts that go together yeah. in NBC. Yeah. So then how many people walk out of the door after that and go, it's not real nerve agent. There's no way they wouldn't let us pull each other's mask off. It was real. Right guys. But like it was real. Every sense is going. Yeah. So you did 22 and a half. You got out. So, I know from a couple of things that I've seen you on. So you did a couple of things before you're doing what you do now. Uh, right. Talk a little bit about uh, transition out of the military for you and then what got you into the current job you're in. Okay. So uh, in 2015, June, I got out. And I thought since all the people before me that retired, I would have a job. I'd fall into it. It'd be easy. easy peasy. It would be awesome. I'd get this GS job. I'd, I'd be sitting, getting fat, having a double dip in the the government until I finally decided to hang for good. But the problem was, after 20 years of being at war, there's a lot of people that weren't leaving those GS jobs. So they weren't really there anymore. So all the ones got filled by the people before me were still filled. Nothing was there. So I took a whole year of just uh, me looking for jobs and basically sitting in my house drinking with my dogs and going on applications, getting on USA jobs, doing stuff and reflecting on things and getting down on myself saying, what's wrong with me? Uh, how did what did I do wrong not to get a job, and why is no one hiring me? Then I went on a, a retreat with me, and my wife with the um, Chris Cockfrog Foundation, and the lady that was our uh, host. She's like, "Are you looking for a job?" I said, "Yes." So we'll contact this organization. It's the, the mission continues, and they're based out of St. Louis. So I contacted them. They gave me a fellowship. Basically, I go and volunteer in my local community for six months, and my goes to cross to work with. And while I was there, I was still looking for jobs. And so this is about halfway through that year. And then I applied for a job up in Washington, D.C. with the Department of Homeland Security Emergency Management for the city of Washington, D.C. or the state of District of Columbia there. I drove from Tennessee up there, 11 hours for a job. And I went through the interview and the guy's like, well, I don't like the college you went to. So uh, we'll think about it, but I don't know. So I started driving back. I was going to stop at my aunt's house in West Virginia. And the guy who was my mentor with the Mission Continues called me. He said, how you doing? I'm good. I just left an interview. He said, you don't want that job. I said, I'm pretty sure I do. I drove 11 hours to get this job. He said, no, you don't want that job. When you get when you get to a stop point, fill out this application. So I filled out an application. didn't think anything about it. I went on a retreat with the Wounded Warrior Project and uh, one of those outreach ones. 
down in Mississippi with my wife, and I get a call saying, hey, you got an interview on Thursday, on Friday. I get home Thursday night from Mississippi. I don't have a suit prepared, so I drive from, down from Tennessee to St. Louis. I get out there for an interview. They say, oh, let's get pizza. I said, okay. So I went out with the whole team. We had pizza. and went back and said, okay, what, what salary do you want? Uh, I told them. I said, awesome. And they called me back as your second interview. And so exactly one year from the day I retired, I got hired at the Mission Continues. I was off the bench. And my wife is very happy not to have in the house anymore, uh, not drinking beer on the couch with the dogs. I stayed there for two years, mostly because I didn't want to become that veteran statistic at one year. Most of us uh, get tired of a job. So within the first year, we say, oh, I'm going to try something different. Or I don't yeah. like who I'm working with. I'm going to leave. <laughs> so I stayed for two years. And my former first sergeant, he was working on Fort Campbell. With uh, at that time was counter ID. He said, hey, "You want a job with us?" I said, "Yes." So he said, "Here, fill this out." I filled out the application. They had me come in. I did the interview. I was the only one that showed up in a suit for this one. And then I flew to Georgia to watch Georgia play Austin P or destroy Austin P in football. Hey, hey, Before hey! I landed. <laughs> I already had, a, I already had a job. I already had a job. So I had a great weekend. I hung out in Athens. Came back. I accepted the job offer. And I've been working there now for five years, almost five years now. And I went from doing intelligence to now I teach uh, emerging threat of counter UAS, so shooting down drones. Wow. Oh, that's cool. Shooting down Sounds drones. Cool, you can man. do that? So cool. <laughs> <laughs> you can do some cool stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. So I, how is it for you to be, like, back with, like – you know, active duty army, seeing them going around, you know, a lot of times us older guys see those guys and we're like, Oh, those guys have no idea what it means to do hard shit. <laughs> and then you watch them. Like, do you see the same kind of stuff that we came up in? What's the picture like for you on the civilian side versus being in? So I tell a lot of people when I'm up on the podium teaching or I'm in front of a class teaching, I look out there, I see the same kids that I served with out there still. They're doing the same stupid stuff that we did. They all, every face, like I can relate to someone I serve. So that's, that's this guy. That's this guy. And then I go back into yeah. our office we, and it's all retired dudes in our office, uh, uh, three sevens and a sergeant major. So we just go, it's like sitting in the locker room all day, talking to each other, just <laughs> talking crap all day about people. And then, you know, there's some things that throw you off, like the frosted tips and guys hair, or maybe their, their nails being done and manicured or some of them just uh, not doing anything that we did or, no NCO showing up to a class. That's not something that ever happened when I was in. NCO was always with your soldiers. But like to this last uh, two weeks now and two more weeks up here in Indiana, I'm in the field with these guys on hotel. When I go out there with them, I'm able to – I train them before they go out, and then we go out there and we're flying uh, We're flying against them to see how they react. So I can harass them as much as I want, then I go back to the hotel and hang out. So that's the – I can see them in the suck. And see them have to transition back in GSA, go back to the hotel for the night. I refit and go back out and do it again. It's it's great to have that purpose again and be back yeah. in the fight and see it, but be able to disconnect every night. Yeah, mm. that's cool. I got a I got a question. So, Rich, are you are you running from the police? No, I'm not running from the police. Not right now. Are you about to do something? You about to do something crazy? He's in the dark. Know, no. man. I'm just watching. I'm like, man, he's in the dark room. He's in the dark, man. His lights all low. I'm like, man, what are two things about to happen? Hey, that's that's man, that hotel just, light quality yeah, right there, bro. He's, he's running from the he's running from the police. He don't want nobody to see him. I like, I see your microphone. I just see the silhouette. I'm like, man, I don't know. I'm about to 
like scared, man. Like I'm like, wondering. I just gotta make sure. You know what I mean? I was going to yeah, just say. Funny. Look, Morgan, Morgan Cash is laughing because Rich went, uh, not right now. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe after the podcast. Uh, yeah, not right not, now. Not right I'm now. Just saying, I'm saying. I, I got it. One's right now. Yeah. Every movie yeah. I've seen, every movie that I've seen with this thing right here, something bad happens when somebody's in the dark room. You know, it's dark. They got their headsets on in there. They're like, okay, so. Ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be. Yeah, but we can't part. see all the stuff he's looking at right now because you don't know that he's already flying drones around their tents right. and like aggravating them, and it's all from <laughs> right there in his room. I got a counter once in a while, lose control. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we, now we got that clear. I, just, I know funny. people might have thought it, but I got to say it. I'm looking. I'm like, man, I'm looking around. I'm trying to see if I see any flashing lights on the other side of the blinds. Like, yeah, he's definitely. You're outside waiting for him. He's definitely. This is going to be yeah. the last podcast. But you're good. We're good. <laughs> well, I think that's a, a good transition point. Ty, what do you think? We pay the bills real quick, then we can come back and talk about the Misfit Nation, what you got going on this year, things that are going up in the future. Yeah, absolutely. I'll uh, we'll, we'll pay some bills, and then I want to get back. Uh, we're gonna have to do a duet, a duet of the of the division song. I can't wait. I get ready to here. groove to the electrifying sounds of DJ Royalty, the maestro of mixing, who knows how to turn any event into an unforgettable dance sensation. Royalty Entertainment is here to bring you the ultimate musical experience straight from the ones and twos in your ears and through your body to activate them dancing shoes. Get ready to sweat, party, and have a good time while your DJ needs are being blazed by none other than me, DJ Royalty. I have spent years crafting together a DJ entertainment empire that promises a customized blend of musical tracks, mix and mastery, and top quality sound, all while providing a vibrant ambiance to accommodate any of your DJ needs. Royalty Entertainment Services is your premier one-stop shop for top-tier musical entertainment and is hosted by yours truly. For more information, reservations, and booking, feel free to look around the website at GoDJRoyalty.com. I am DJ Royalty, and this has been another Royalty Entertainment production. Yeah. Gear up in style wearing Got Your Six Apparel. Every purchase makes a difference. It's more than just clothing, it's a statement of gratitude. Upgrade without breaking the bank. Discover cost-effective, high-quality clothing made in the USA. Each shirt is handcrafted by our team in the great state of Texas and shipped for free to your front door. Got Your Six is where quality meets purpose. We're a small veteran-owned business that takes pride in the mission and the value of our products. Join us in growing a community, supporting our heroes, veterans, and first responders by wearing a custom design. I thought you'd never ask. Visit sameflagsameoath.com and use the code triple threat for 10% off. Follow us on all social media platforms for any upcoming releases or events, and you can reach out to us with questions anytime. We are here to support our brothers and sisters. Hey guys, Mac Birdie here. As rates are dropping, if you purchased your house a year, year and a half ago, and your rate is over 7% using your VA home loan, give me a call today, fill out my quick form on our website, 
we will get you in the Earl Interest Rate Reduction Refinance Loan. I will save you two months of mortgage payments and then get you a lower payment after that. Best part about this whole program is just for the VA home loan. And after seven months of payments, 210 days, we can do it again as rates continue to drop. Give us a call, VeteranMortgageSolutions.com. Go to my website, fill out my quick form. If your rates are over the 7%, we'll get you in the Earl and save you money today. And two monthly payments you will not have to pay. Have a great day, everyone. God bless. Project Zero is a registered 501c3 with a mission to transform veteran and first responder well-being through a total wellness approach that addresses your mental, physical, and social wellness. We're still reflecting on a powerful year of impact with Project Zero. In 2023, we proudly served 198 first and frontline responders, military veterans, and their families through our transformative mental health programs, our outdoor programs, and our fitness programs. Find out more on our website, projectzero.com. Just get out there. Just get out there. So, hey, I'm wearing quick. the uh, Easy Day shirt today. There you go. I'm wearing the new the new design there. I like that. And then we've got our old-fashioned friend in the building. Oh, yeah, I got to get that old-fashioned. I don't have one yeah. of those. Yeah. So, uh, real quick. So, you know, we've been sending... Um, shirts out to all of our guests so if you've been a guest you're going to get a shirt it's it's come in um some of them you know are getting there and arriving but i did just get a message from one of our guests our friends christian stover out in florida he got a shirt he said he loves it but more important than that his daughter just got accepted into florida state university tonight so congratulations bella glad to see that you're going to be a noel there'll be another noel in the family and congrats to you guys i know you're proud yes absolutely uh, congratulations yeah, 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 yeah. No, I want no. to say real quick too before we bring Rich back on. I wanted to shout out his crew. So I watched his uh, his podcast tonight beforehand. He had a uh, legendary consultant on, uh, Mr. Shelton, I believe. Uh, I, I asked a question over the show, and I I said that was an Ewo. So basically, made fun of me and told me I was stupid for being an IT guy. But this guy right here that he had on his show, man, he was amazing. And uh, I'm definitely going to call him tomorrow. But uh, the whole crew there, uh, Ramon, uh, Raymond, Samantha, Jake, and Steven, I I love the way they kind of gel together and and they do their marketing. They have Jake Holland is the uh, resident hillbilly. You know, I can identify with that being from Kentucky myself. So uh, just shout out to the uh, Misfit Nation for uh, all the good work they're doing. Appreciate you very much. And it's an honor to be with you on the tip of the spear, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Go, go, Bella. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's bring Rich back on. I got a couple questions for him. Yeah, I, I heard Rich say that he was watching Georgia beat up on Austin P. So now, now that my son is going to be going there, that's going to be a that's going to be a personal thing for me, man. <laughs> I didn't know I didn't know that they played them teams. That's going to be tough, but I'm rooting for him, man. I'm rooting for. So Bella. yeah, that's like game one or game two, right? It's yeah. going to be a different kind of hurt because you know they're going to get their ass beat every time they go to Athens, or you think they have a chance. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, man. Whenever, <laughs> you have, whenever you have a Blake in the building, I'm going to say you have a chance. Okay. But I will say because Georgia is a powerhouse, it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be eye opening that college experience being able to play some of these big power teams. But we'll see. I mean, Georgia had to start somewhere, so we, you know, 
It don't I, ask I, I don't believe it's going to happen you. overnight, but it's, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm expecting big things for them. But I, I don't, well, I don't, you know, it, it, hey, we'll see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, think about it this way. Crazier things have happened, you know, but either way, every time they go to Georgia, when they come back home, Austin yeah. P is going to have a very nice weight room here, a very nice spa over here. Right, right. Nice hot tub <laughs> yeah. over here. They're going get, to be getting paid to get that ass whooped. Yeah, 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 yeah for yeah. sure. Yeah. Absolutely. That's why a lot of those teams <laughs> say they do it now. They're like, oh, the yeah. payday's worth the beating. It's all good. And we're on TV. Our kids get to go home and tell their mom and dad yep. on ESPN. Absolutely. All good. So, uh, Ty, um, are we doing this? We're doing this duet or what? I'm ready. I want to hear it. Yeah, yeah. Let me, let me, (laughs) I got about a million things written down here. So, I got to do this before I forget because I've forgotten for like the last three weeks. So, Rick Ames is a guy that he, uh, he's a musician, he's a poet, he writes poetry for us. You know, he, uh, is always on tip, he's always watching Tip of the Spear, always watching Misfit, always watching, uh, uh, Willis on his podcast. He watches us too. He sent us a poem the other day. About a month ago, I want to I want to yeah. read it real quick uh, before we get back with Rich. Sorry, Rich, you're another podcaster, brother. You're one of us. All right, you want to read this guy since you, your your voice is so good. Oh, let me see. I can see it from there, man. And I got you. I got you. Yeah. I'm, you this know, morning, the sky is red, white, and blue. It's that way for all that you do, whether it's past, present, or a hundred years ago. If you have served, you have paid a toll. You have crawled through trenches, slept on the ground listening for footsteps or any small sound for the battles you have seen the demons you fight there is there isn't many peaceful nights if you ever feel like you're losing your grip always remember we have your six call me anytime night or day because inside of you is that red white and blue light rick ames 25 october 23 thanks buddy appreciate you when you uh, in. i'm rick ames bitch <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your couch. <laughs> there you go. All right. So now on to the duo. Uh, and go. What you got? You got the music, Rich? Are you, ah, are you muted? You're muted. Oh, 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 oh. Our strength and courage strikes oh, 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 oh. that will always make men free. Assault right down through the skies of blue. Keep your eye on the job to be done. We're the soldiers of the 101st. We'll fight till the battle's won. Air assault. That's almost like the moment where you watch your kids in junior high tap dancing, singing, and you're like, they're yeah. so good. I couldn't hear it in my headphones. Hey, turn me up in the headphones. Turn me up in the headphones. I'll get it right this take. I don't even think you need to have the headphones turned up. I think you did just fine. Like, you just went right into it. Yeah. I couldn't hear the music. Couldn't hear the music. Yeah. yeah. I think I was off of it. Yeah, air assault, Rich, man. Hey, let me just say this. I appreciate you more so than most people just because you spent so much time at, at Fort Campbell. But, uh, I, I will tell you, um, I love the podcast today. I love what we're doing with the tip of the spear. So just real quickly, tell me, tell me what that means to you to you. You mentioned getting back into the fight. I have that same problem. I hate working from home. I want to go somewhere and get back into the you know, fight. But how is it feel to you to have this network that David Willis has kind of put together with us here in Texas, you where you're at him in Louisville, and you know, all around. How how does that what does that make you feel like? Can't hear you, buddy. Yeah, you're uh 
Willis came in running hot. There you go. And uh, uh, from the day I talked to him, it's like uh, before he, I guess, went live, me and him talked on my just on my platform just so he can see how the butt knowledge works and all that stuff. And his, his motivation is awesome to get veterans together, to help each other. And I do anything I can to help our brothers and sisters. And I was able to help him get him going. And then the tip of the spear, man, just sitting there with you guys. It's it's just like I said earlier, like my office, sitting in the locker room. But now we're live, talking live. We're talking about veterans' issues. We're talking about issues in our communities. And we're able to show that we can think alike and find that solution with going to the retard button and doing stuff like that. And we can find a, a common place to make our communities better. And I think that the purpose of that is all. Yeah. 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 Shout out to, to David Willis, man. Since, yeah. I mean, we started this podcast with Matt and Scott and Al and I, and we, we really had no idea what we were going to get into other than Matt had already kind of done a podcast, but the, the brotherhood and the people we've met, the comments we get, it's just been amazing. So at you as a podcaster yourself, I just wanted to touch on that because that's that's been the most fulfilling thing for me, at least. Yeah. And how long yeah. have you been doing yours, uh, Rich? How long has the Misfit Nation been going on? For a while, I know. This is the fourth season, so the fourth year. I end my seasons at the end of December, and I start in December. I start in January for the first episode of the next season. Nice. Episode 367 I just recorded tonight. Wow. Awesome. So what was it? Season what? I'm season four now. Season wow. four. Wow. Okay. 367. That's a big number. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So tell me My what, what got you into doing it, though, in the beginning. Why did you start doing it? Because really, I don't know, four, three, four years ago is when you started to see that stuff come around, and it really wasn't as big as it is now. What got you into doing it so so long ago, I guess you would say? I had just finished my master's degree with uh, Georgetown, and I figured I had about eight hours left in my week out that were not accounted for at the time. So I just started messing around, seeing stuff, and see what I can do. And I said, I'll start a podcast. If Joe Rogan can do it, he's a comedian, I can do it. Yeah, I can do it. I won't make the money he does, but I'll do it. Yeah. So I started researching mics and listening to other podcasts. I asked my soldiers, can I use the name? They said, yeah, you can use the name. So that's where Misfits uh, was a platoon in Afghanistan, and this just became the Misfit Nation. And I kept that, made the logo. Uh, one of my guests, uh, niece, actually made my logo for me in Canada. They did a little PNG for me, made the logo and all that stuff. So it was awesome. And uh, I, it just blew up. My first few episodes was just to get veterans on, tell their story. Hey, tell your story, get that pressure off your chest so you stay with us a little longer. And then they said, hey, bro, that's awesome, but we need more stuff need to know how to start a business, how to get other tools for mental health and what they're giving us, how to write a book, how to get to Hollywood, all these other questions. I said, challenge accepted. So I went on these uh, pod match and I put my guest form on there and they just, they flow to me. I get three or four requests to come on a show a day. And I'm at a point now where I can just push people to say, I really don't want you right now because I don't have room, but maybe at a later date. Wow. Whew. You got that many people reaching out. That means you're making a difference. I mean, doing it for four years, you're that guy that started the uh, the trend there. So I, I appreciate that. I've listened to the show. You have so many people that come on that can give insightful information to help people in anything they're doing. So I think a lot of us start this to go, we're going to help veterans. We want them to know the avenues and the resources they're going to get. But you find out really quick, though, 
you're helping more than that. Like everybody can use the same advice, right? Like we're, we're targeting to veterans because we know the, the struggle. You brought it up earlier, Rich. Like I got out. I'm looking for a job. What's wrong with me? I can't find a job. I did all this stuff. And everybody says I'm so great, but nobody wants to hire me. I don't understand. And then you find out after that we're not the only ones that go through that, right? Other people do. So it's just good to give back and, and give people resources and in some cases make people laugh, give them that thing to look forward to for the week so they can laugh and have a good time. That's always, you know, a plus as well. But yeah, it's a, it's, it's definitely fun. So it's a good ride. Yeah. We like to say reach one, teach one on the Misfit Nation. So each episode, if we reach one person, we teach that person, go back to their tribe and do the same thing. And yeah. teach them and and that they'll just grow it'll network out and that's the that's the hope for all of our shows yeah nice I love Absolutely. It. so what's the what's the plan for this year where, where do you where do you see your show going what are you trying to get it to what's like a, a goal of yours to get to i know that you know we we talk to each other on this show a lot and it's like what's the goal we're still we're still figuring that out you guys don't know but we're trying to figure out where to go next right so i know with you doing as long as you have is there like a direction you're going is there something you're trying to target something you're trying to attain how can we help you i'm still trying to get a big name guest i guess but they're without them i'm still doing well like rocco vargas he he blew me off but he talks up people but i emailed him we were emailing back and forth and then he just went ghost on me so he's on my he's on my file on the side there so if he reaches out to me else i'll get back to you now and <laughs> My goal is to get stories on here. So if, if people come out and they have an awesome story, especially a veteran, a veteran calls me up and says, hey, I want to show you. are coming on. I'll bump somebody to put you on the show if you're a veteran. Uh, May, uh, last week of May for Memorial Day, I have five live shows. Each night is a different veteran or Gold Star family member comes on and tells us about their, their person, the person that they lost, and shares their story. So their name is set in and their story stays with us forever. And that's uh, the main goal of Misfit Nation for this year. Get the Memorial Day going, and then Veterans Day we do the same thing. But Veterans is more for the veteran to tell their own story because they're still with us. Yeah. That's amazing. We did a uh, short little thing with the VFW last year when we lost one of our longtime members that had held every position at the VFW. He was a Marine, uh, David Holloway. So we did that just so we could say his name. Uh, his his he died his wife died his daughter moved to mexico afterwards and you know but we still say his name just so we can remember him you know fucking air assault man i i appreciate that brother i didn't know that but i appreciate that very much yeah Mm -hmm. yep the only way not to forget is to continue to talk about him right that's That's that's, that's Mm -hmm. how you make sure that everything that they did and everything that they were about stays there forever right people forget about you when they stop talking about you so yeah, I do. I do want to ask two more questions before we start turning up the heat on Rich a little bit. Uh, they'll, they'll be pretty quick. So, all right. So, <laughs> I, I really I got appreciate. Got, <laughs> uh, I know that I've read on your your bio that you're you're going for your PhD in Homeland Security. Uh, congrats to, on that. I, I can't wait till you finish that. I'll be, I'll be the first one to give you a. You know, a big congratulations. And then you're working on two books. Can you talk about the books right now for a few minutes? I already have two. I have two books out right now. A 13 Step Guide to Success came out uh, about the same time the show started. And that was uh, based off every month during COVID. I would write these little cliche things on Facebook. You made it through this level of Jumanji this month. Now we're going into this phase. Can you make it through it? And then on, in December, I gave 13 tips for people to be better humans. 
And my daughter looked at me and she said, Dad, you need to make that into a book. So I said, okay, challenge accepted. And I, I wrote the book. She was my editor because she was already published. So she kicked it back to me many times. We had a lot of good long talks with each other. And uh, that got published. And then in December of 21, yeah. So December 21, that got published. And then I finished with the book, uh, Out of the Darkness. And that published mm -hmm. September 11th of this uh, past year. That's a book I was working on forever. I'd start and stop, start and stop. And that's the story of a journey of many people uh, that I served with combined into different characters. And it shows that journey of how a warrior goes into that mental health phase. Uh, how did I get here at the end of end of my journey? Sitting on top of a mountain, the smoke around them, blood on them, the smells, the hate of war. Where do we go from there? How do we have that soldier when they come back? And that's right. how the story of the darkness goes. And that book, both are available on Amazon right now. Man, that sounds like a good book. Yeah, I, I've read the synopsis on. I've not read the book yet, Rich, but I will. That book needs to be made into a movie. I mean, it would be just like that Tuesdays with Maury, or for one last, yeah, for one more day kind of book. You know, kind of small, but it means so much. So, thank you very much for doing that. Well, if there was a movie. There's a movie that was going to be like Out of the Darkness. It would be like Rich Lamonica's background right now. Like I can see that being a start of the movie right now. It's like you're in this dark room in this podcast, and you're just trying to figure out. <laughs> the guy starts reading out. the story, right? And you then start reading it, by the end of it, you're all lit up. The whole room is lit up, and everything is right. Yeah, I see it. So I, I see what you're doing right there, Rich. I'm with you. I'm tracking, brother. I'm tracking. We're working together. You know, I'm on it. I'm watching it. Yes. <laughs> He's just preparing for that hot seat. You saw him stretching yeah. just now. He was stretching it out. He was getting ready to go. He was putting he was putting that hotel chair back and forth because oh, you man. know it needs to get a little work in before you know. Did somebody say hot seat? Hot somebody seat. did. What? Oh, oh no! Oh, that's the sound. That's the sound of the yeah. fireman coming in. Yeah. Hmm. So, Rich, are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, I need you to get just the get your stuff ready. I got to do a little costume change real fast because. I can't get the heat unless I have my heat hat on. Ah. Okay, here we go. Switch it up there. Mm. Now I'm ready. All right. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the DJ Royalty Hot Seat Moment. I am here with my man, Rich Demonica, in the building. This is the Triple Pet Pet Podcast. If you don't know, you will know soon. We are now going to go into the session that we call the hot seat. I will be giving my man 10 questions, 10 questions. It doesn't matter what kind of order they go, how they go. Some you might've heard before, some you may have not. I'm pretty much going to tell you, you haven't heard some of these. Uh, I prepare these as I talk to the guests, so they're just kind of like on the spot. So here we go. We're here with my man, Rich. Rich, you ready? Ready to go. All right, here we go. <clears throat> In your opinion, what is the biggest issue in the world today? Communications. People do not talk to each other. They talk to keyboards. You need to look people in the eyes and talk to people. And that solves a lot of our problems. Besides hiding behind a keyboard, get outside, look up for the inches, and you'll find a whole new world and love, love life again. My man, I like it. <clears throat> My man, Rich, what is your biggest pet peeve? Uh, people that say they want to help you and don't. They uh, say, I'll, I'll do anything for you. And then when you call that favor in, they're not around. Or, oh, yeah, here's here's something I can help you instead of me. And you got to pay them to do it. That's wow. not helping me. That's just using words. I like that. My man. Okay. 
let's ease it up a little bit. <clears throat> Tell me what is your child? What is your favorite childhood memory? Childhood memory, I guess. Uh, playing football in concrete, hard tackle football in the concrete in the middle of the street in Jersey City. No fear. Just time out. Time out. Cars coming. Time out. Let's go. Yeah, I go right I remember that. See where. Were you one of them guys like you would make the cars would be first down? Like if there was a certain car parked on the street that that was the first down or the tree was first down? Yeah, that's yeah. Kids will never know those those moments, man. Like you're looking up for that pass, you run into the back of the car. Yeah, that's 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 my that's my rendition of Ray Lewis hit. Yeah, running into yes. the back of the old car. Oh yeah, because you're definitely going to stop. Your feet going underneath the car. Yeah, you you know the good old days, Rich. That's what I'm talking about. I understand about. it. All right, so now we're on that. We're going to go to the next one. Give me your top five movies of all time. No particular order. They don't have to be to your, to your favorite, but here's your top five movies of all time. All right, so the, the one I liked the most when I was growing up was probably Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh, mm. three, number four, Goodfellas, because I just watched it. Uh, uh, number one being Bronx Tale. Okay. Uh, American Sniper. Mm. And probably Black Hawk Down. My man, those are some good ones. I like those. Okay. I This one you may have heard before, but I said because it means a lot to me, right? It's something I live by. My mom told me when I was a kid, son, you're going to stand for something or you're going to fall for anything. My man, Rich, what do you stand for? Uh, Serving uh, serve my community. Uh, living with purpose, so... I'm uh, the chapter lead for the Clarksville chapter of the Travis Manion Foundation, and we have a saying, not me, who? That's mm -hmm. why I like to live by it. If not me, who else is going to do it? But you got to get up, get out, and do something. Yeah! I like it. I like it. Okay. So tell me this, then. What is your biggest fear? Uh, hitting a kid with my car. That's mm -hmm. my biggest fear. So I don't mm -hmm. want to be the person that causes a a call to go to someone's someone's mom and dad. I did something stupid. Right. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. We're about to do it. We're going to do it right now because I need to know. All right, Rich. You got one choice. Who's better? I'm not going to say for whatever reason, but in your mind, who is better? Prince or Michael Jackson? Prince, 100%. God, man. Yeah! You said Purple Rain? Purple Madness. Purple Madness. Okay. So the blouses. What, what, you're tell, what you're telling me right now is blouses. It's blouses. I need to get that sound bite of blouses. Okay. I got blouse. it. You know, I can't win them all. You know, I know I know. right now, our heroes turn over in his grave right now. He's happy as hell right now. Even though he's sick, <laughs> I know he's happy as hell right now. But I got it. Okay. I'm, I'm just learning the, the world today. I mean, he says Prince, my man. Okay, here we go. When it's all said and done, Rich, and you're no longer here to, to, to have any more input on it, what do you want people to say about you when they speak of your name when you're gone? He was a good guy. You go back to uh, family with Robert De Niro. He wrote 10 Reasons Why I'm a Good Guy. And that's something that I think every one of us needs to live for. Have ten reasons why I'm a good guy, and people will roll that off. He was a good guy, cause dot dot dot. And that's gotcha. what you want to hear. 
my man. All right. This is my last, this is my last hot seat question. But this one right here is, is going to be really hot seat because this, this is one I had to think about. This is a special one for you. All right, Rick. Here you go. You wake up naked, butt naked in a place that you're not familiar at. You don't know how you got there. You don't know what the means were. You just woke up and you realize that you're away from home. Your butt starts naked in a place that you don't know. What are the first five thoughts that come to your mind? Uh, I guess one, what the hell happened? Two, where are my friends that I was with last night at the bar? Three, how do I get out of here? What happened to my clothes? Five, I got to find a better group of friends. (laughs) (laughs) Do you check yourself? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I was, I was, waiting for him, I was waiting for him to say, "Did I have fun doing it? <laughs> like, right. was it, was it a good time?" Right. <laughs> right. Similar situation happened to me tonight. My Tyson loves his bill. Uh, <laughs> for sure. Well, my man Rich, you made it through the hot seat. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you just being a, you know, what I mean a, a, a true sport of the hot seat, man, and asking all the questions. I hope you had some fun with it. I hope it was a little bit. You know, made you think a little bit, but cool, man. That's what I'm talking about. That's what we're here for. Yes, sir. So, by the way, because now we're at the part of that part of the show, I just want to know if we can pull the graphic up to see um, if I or Julie was right about who won the Super Bowl. Oh, man. Don't be mad. Oh, we got to talk about that. I thought we were going to skip that this time. <laughs> I, I, you know the what? One week you know that what, I got one right, dude. I you can't know what skip it is, it. Matt. This is the thing. I purposely think that there is a voodoo on me on this thing because <laughs> I've never been this much wrong on football ever. And it seems like everything that I say, the opposite happens, no matter how it happens. I, I, for one point, I was like, you know what? This is gonna be the first time that I said something on the podcast about in reference to football, and then it, it worked. And then guess what happens? Overtime comes, and I'm like, oh, snap, here we go. And sure enough. Listen, man, it's okay. I told you to be the champ, you got to beat the champ, right? You just have to do it. They did like everybody does. They were up, and they got comfortable. You can't do that. You can't. I Also, you need to throw the tight end the ball a little bit more in San Francisco, and you probably would have fared out a little bit better. Because man, they, they didn't, just kept he didn't running get involved the really at all. Now, at some point, they're going to stop Christian McCaffrey, but you, you have <laughs> – I don't even remember the tight end's name. I just know he looks like somebody they picked up off the streets of San Francisco before the game, and then they threw him in there. But he's good. But he didn't get – but I think he had two catches the whole game. He made more mistakes in that game than San Francisco – and you know, it just to me, I don't want to be that guy, but I, I'm on the belief that, <laughs> that football is rigged, bro. I just don't. I, I think that was. I, I, there's just too much other stuff going on with that, man. Like only you only start off when you lose. No, but this is the thing, man. You start off and you come out, you're full fire like that in the Super Bowl. I just don't. Well, you know what? I take that back because I remember when the Broncos played Washington Redskins. And the beginning of that, that first half of that game was all Broncos. We went into the locker room and came back, and you would have thought that we came out with basketball uniforms on. Yeah, because they're totally trying not out of to play. lose the game. That's, That's true. what happens. You just right. got to keep your foot on the gas. Just yeah, got to right. keep your foot on the gas. They could have owned them in that game, but they just like – but here's the thing. That game 
really nobody was so far ahead that they could have got comfortable, right? You were just waiting for those moments to make a mistake. Like Patrick Mahomes threw his first interception in the playoffs. Uh, Purdy, I don't know who said it. Somebody said it's going to be Purdy. That was the guess last week. It's going to be Purdy this week. Purdy did a good game. He he, he he played decent. But he didn't make any mistakes. You You know the turning point was? The turning point was that missed extra point. And then when they punted the ball and it hit the guy's foot, and the and the uh, kick returner did not fall on the ball. He tried to pick the ball up. That's a no no. Once once something goes wrong in that part of the game, yeah. you know, yeah. jump on the ball and just, just just reset. Don't try to pick it up and be a hero. I'm reset. just gonna say three and zero in games that matter. That's what I'm just saying. My man Dom Nash is in the building. I wish he was in here live to tell you about this football thing because I, you know, we had our conversations about it, but. <laughs> I just believe, man. There's some nonsense going. There, there's some, there's some, there's some <laughs> stuff going on, man. Right now, I don't know what it is. But, I like yeah. how you thought we were going to ignore all of that. I thought we were going to skip that segment. Come on, but, man. No, nah, but I knew that we were. You know. So shout out to Rich Lamonica. It looks like his uh, his hotel internet just dropped. So oh. it's great having you on. If you can get back on, we'll see you. But uh, we'll, I guess we'll go ahead and go forward with our uh, sure, sure, sure. Uh, so he was in the we he was in the hotel. He was on the Wi-Fi. I was wondering. That's why he was in the dark. Yeah, room. that's why it's so dark. He was in he was in the hotel. Oh, you know, if you put a lot of lights at, on uh, in the hotel, the Wi-Fi goes out, bro. Yeah, he's up doing training in Indiana at Camp. Uh, gotcha, Atterbury. Shout out to my man Rich Lamonica. He's a good guy, man. Good guy, yeah, absolutely. Great guest. It's American way, American man. Good, clean, wholesome American man. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, but me and Don was talking about this, man. I'm telling you right now, something's going on with this NFL stuff, man. I don't want to call it the Taylor Swift show, but it was, it was going on. Something was going on there. Alicia Keys was cracking in her in her vocals. Yeah, Usher's about to get in trouble by Swiss Beats from the unnecessary hug from the back. But the show was great. I heard I heard one of the ladies fell off the stage and jacked herself up. I didn't see it. They they must have edited they that. They slipped in Usher's sweat when they fell off the stage is what yeah, happened. But he was was somebody got launched in the air, too. Man, shit. Usher was in there. Somebody got launched up in the air. Really? Yeah, somebody got launched up in the air like 10 feet, one of the dancers. You could Damn. see him. Like Pat McAfee th- showed it on his podcast. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they, they didn't make the rest of the show. Wow. Yeah, he has some stuff oh, there going is. on. There there stuff is. Going on there. He's back. Okay. <clears throat> they didn't make the rest of the show. Wow. Man. Wow. Yeah, there he is. There stuff he is. Going on there. He's back. Okay. <clears throat> they didn't make the rest of the show. We got a uh, feedback there, Rich. A little bit. I got it off. There we okay. go. So, so Kevin Cash <laughs> says we need to make the podcast longer. Do multiple a week. We may start doing uh, some extra derivatives of uh, Triple Threat Vet podcast. I may have one where I do something called Tie Talks. Blake may have one, Blake being Blake. Matt's had a podcast for years, and and you know Al likes to be funny as hell all the time. We're, we're branching out. We're just trying to figure out how to do it and manage it with our other jobs. So this, 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 is the deal. this is the deal I'm going to make with the viewers that want us to come on more and longer. I'll tell you what. I'll give you tick for tack just a little bit. That's why I am. If everybody who's on here gets 10 people to – to watch our podcast or be a part of our podcast and we can up our number where are we at right now Ty? where where are we at 20 somewhere over 2000 on facebook right. about 8000 or about 6000 total I okay think. all right so when we when we get to 4 we're going to make this landmark when we get to 4 we're going to go two times a week we're going to double so you it heard up. it here first you heard, heard it here, here first. first we're going to double it up tuesdays and thursdays for y'all 
That's the deal. So I need y'all to, I, I'm going to need y'all help. You know what I mean? So I'm going to need you guys' help, and then we're going to help y'all. We're going to make a commitment to you. You make a commitment to go. us. That's how we do it. We're, we're working, baby. I'm yeah, we you. absolutely did not talk about this beforehand. So this no. is happening in real time. So <laughs> no. I, I'm, I'm with it, though. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely for that. I, uh, yeah. It, it gets me it gets me really it's invigorating to hear rich talk about it and hear you know you, you just got to get out the door and and uh and all that kind of thing and, and all the the stop being a keyboard warrior stuff and that that brings me right to this renee's yeah. gonna kick your butt you're right well but you know what for y'all i'm willing to take that that butt kicking i'm just gonna have to i just have to do some making up on the other side of it i'm gonna have to take out some time to make sure i give the wifey some extra time to give y'all some extra time. So, you know, there's a lot of moving parts, but that's what I'm saying. At least, at least, uh, Will knows what, what I'm going through right now. So that's the reason why, but I can make this happen. If you can make it happen, we all can make change. That's right. What's just like, mean? just like, uh, Rich says, reach one, teach one. I mean, if we have more shows, then we'll be able to reach more people. I'm sure we're going to have each other on the shows anyway. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. That brings me to this though. I want to mention uh, project zero Kyle Shudik. If you were a veteran, and you want to get out and do CrossFit, you're in the Houston area, uh, give this guy a call. If you want to go and do some overlanding, this stuff is absolutely free for the veteran. Contact them today. Go out and do some shark fishing. You know, I want to be, do it. Go out and do some, some uh, overlanding. CrossFit. Go out and do some camping. Just be yeah. out in nature. Get your ass out of the office and stop messing with the keyboard. And, you know, Scan this QR code and let's get this uh, mental health shit going, man. Yeah. We're, we're talking about uh, success stories around here. Uh-oh. Speaking yeah. of success oh, stories, so one little quick thing that I didn't mention to the guys earlier. This is uh, Dr. LaShondra Jones. She's a U.S. Uh, Marine Corps veteran. Uh, this is the Houston Military Affairs Ball. So this is all the people in Houston, military. Hey, check it out. Let's uh, let's all support this event. The, this information is on our website, or excuse me, on our Facebook. So, uh Click it, get into it. Let's see what's going on there. All right. You seen it. My wife said that's a tall order, Mr. Blake. Meaning that. Yeah. So I'm letting y'all know now. Here, you heard it from me first. If we get there, then I'm gonna make it happen. That means I gotta do extra stuff to make the wife happy and extra stuff to make you happy. So we gotta be committed, y'all. So I'm just I'm ramping it up. Look, Julie said, take Willis with you. He's been super annoying this week. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, man. That's so uh, funny. We love you guys, man. <clears throat> this is fun. Like I said, this this doesn't feel like work. This is, this is man, I feel like it's our calling to do is to, to reach out. We just want to find ways that we can reach out better to you guys and, and have conversations that are going to be meaningful that you guys can take away from and, and get something from. That's our goal. So we're piecing this thing together. You guys are with us. We're doing this as family. So we're all open for any kind of uh, what insight or, you know, whatever, you know, we're, just, we're, yeah. we're here for all of it, man. We're I learning mean, as you, we go along. When you think about it, right, the best thing you can do, you guys watch us live on Thursday. I'll tell you what we were talking before the show. Uh, we put it on all of the platforms for you to listen. It's on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, everywhere. And 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 there's definite growth every week on this podcast. Like, go onto these, follow it, share it. The best way to get people to help, you know, to reach one and teach one, yeah. uh, one person a day, whatever it is going to be, share this with people so they can hear it. And then that way, 
it comes back on, on another end, right? So you can have as many people out there listening all the time as you want, but we all know that sometimes in any of the podcasts we do, it'll be reaching that one person in yeah. that one day that's going to help. And so the, we, we just appreciate all the support. Keep sharing it. And uh, Scott, thanks for putting this uh, on, on underneath the hot seat again, buddy. Well, you know what? Sometimes you just got to raise the bar, man. But I know if I was going to have to raise the bar with a, a, a group of fine gentlemen, I would not have a better choice than to raise the bar with you guys because I know that we can make it happen. I mean, I, I, I think back to when this was just a conversation we were having, like yeah. something yeah. that we wanted to yeah. do. And here we are, what, 34, 30-something episodes in. 34. And we're, and we're still moving. So, hey, we started off, man, with like seven people. We got like 2,000 and something. I know there's podcasts that have millions and Shay Shay and all that kind of stuff like that. We aren't that, but we are genuine people who are just trying to make a difference and trying to motivate and, and keep people inspired and keep people moving forward. That is our goal. However we're going to do it, we're, at some point, we're going to get there. If we've helped one person, I, I know we have because we have people who come back and watch. So yeah. if we have people returning back, as long as you guys are, that's a conversation I'm having with you guys, and it's great. So Yo, organically grown is how it happened. We Absolutely. don't pay for followers. Just right. I'm not saying anybody else out there does and has millions, but I'm just saying. And we've had some amazing people on here, man. I'm telling you, I, I, we've had some amazing people, everybody who's come on. Every time I watch the our opening where where we put the the guests on there, I just yeah. I sit and look at it. I watch the entire thing every time, and I'm like, "Holy cow! I remember that. Holy <laughs> yeah. cow! I remember that. Holy yeah. shit! That was funny." And I can't wait to maybe we get this other guy, you know, or this yeah. other yeah. guy, or this yeah. other yeah. group or event. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> oh, we're gonna uh, Rick Ames. We're gonna make David Willis grow. He he helps us. So oh yeah, for sure. gonna, Hey, by the way, though, we're gonna drag uh, him to greatness with us. Rick Ames and um, and Willis, y'all need to connect. If you're doing your concert in Louisville, the man to help you promote it is right up there in your hometown. So hmm. they were talking earlier about a, a, a music concert going down in the Louisville area. You need to get in touch with him and help you out for sure. Yeah. So I know we, we had came off a little bit because uh, the, the internet had went out, but I wanted to ask my man Rich, is there anything that you wanted to say, man, or any shots out that you want to give to people or any information that you feel that you need to put out since you're, since you're here and you have us? Because we came here for you, and we want to make sure that you get out uh, everything that you wanted to, too, man. So the floor is yours, I my brother. I appreciate that. Uh, your followers are welcome to come to the Misfit Nation, become the Misfit Nation uh, followers though at thisfitnation.com or on every platform we go live sundays tuesdays and thursdays at 7 p.m central uh eight eastern and uh, six at other time zone in the central and the mountains and stuff uh we have great guests uh i get as many veterans as possible on there but continue to support the uh, triple threat continue to support all the veteran uh, activities and help us help you so we can, uh, if you have uh, ideas you want them to put on or me to put on, let us know. And we will we will definitely get those ideas out there and tell them, get that information out so the world can hear it and we can more people. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think you get a yeah. Yeah! <laughs> but Ty, I had the cheap. Huh? I had the Chiefs too, so I won. I won this week. Yeah, man. I see. He's. I see. He's holding this slide up for like a long time. Like I know why he's. No, no. No, I got distracted. My computer wasn't working. No, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no, no, no. It worked just fine. It worked just fine. Yeah, I, I can take a hit, man. I know what's going on. Yeah, we know. 
At least he at least he tried to put him in somewhat alphabetical order. Yeah, yeah. I just like I like him because of the dude? name. Yeah, there's the uh, there's the the records. I mean, it, not that it matters or anything. I was eleven two over the playoffs. You know, not, you like how Ty does that? Not that it really matters <laughs> yeah, or anything. Not, but I was eleven and two. Deal. You guys I mean, suck. I, See you next year. I'm good used luck. to being really good at picking sports, so it's it's all Aerosol. good. So yeah. nothing's really changed. Scott's Aerosol, the only right. one that's in uh, no man's land right now. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean. I don't, I don't want to go back to it for a third time, but yeah, here's the records <laughs> for the playoffs. Hey, I'm good with that. I'm, I finished. That. I I I, I improved significantly over the regular season. Well, I tell you what. See, I'm 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 always about a good comeback story. <clears throat> so I like be, I'm like being that because as this goes on, you're going to see I'm going to be back on the top. Cream rises to the top, brother. You know what I mean? But it's got to start somewhere. I'm just getting poured into the cup right now. So. As I get poured into the cup, you just see it going in, but you'll see me come up to the top. It's going to happen. Go. I'm excited happen. for all of our upcoming guests, but I am especially excited for this man. This man uh, played – he he went to uh, either Fort Campbell High School. I think it was Fort Campbell High School. Uh, it might have been Hopkinsville. Then he went to UK. He's an entertainer. He sings. Of course, he plays football. Uh, played for the Patriots, no big deal. Played for the Patriots, yeah, safety <laughs> for the NFL, no big deal. And then uh, what did he do? He he wanted an upgrade in his life, so he joined the Navy. So there you go. I cannot wait to have this man on. This is going to be wow. so fun. Yeah. yeah, that's dope. Very excited for that guy. I mean, I'm excited for all the guests, but, I mean, he's a Kentucky guy, so, of course, I'm a little bit more excited for him. Yeah, <laughs> I noticed that all the pictures were UK football singing national anthems. Yeah, I stalked the shit you out of snuck, him today you on snuck social one media. navy photo in there, but made sure that you know. The well, there's not many navy photos. Print. Yeah, tell him to send me some. Al, get your boy to send me some uh, navy photos. I'll update the uh, the show. Yeah, that's right. Most importantly, he did play for the Wildcats. <laughs> oh, okay, Kentucky yeah. it is. That's right. Hey man, shout out to the shout out to the girls college basketball. I don't know if people are watching that, but them girls have been balling, man. I've like, had I mean, a crush on Don Staley since uh, she played ball, and man, now she's South Carolina coach. They've been balling. Awesome. I can tell you that, man. I, I, she I, mean, runs I, the sideline. I haven't really normally been a big fan of like uh, girls college basketball, but here recently, man, I've been watching like these highlights, man. Them girls have been balling. Yeah. yeah. They got some shooters out there, man. And so, yeah, shouts out to all the, the the women athletes of the world. You guys are totally stepping your games up. Let me, sure. let me make sure. Let me look at my notes real quick and make sure that I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask Rich every question I wanted to. Caitlin <laughs> <laughs> Clark just set the women's uh, scoring record tonight. Oh, did she? Caitlin Clark set the women's scoring wow. record tonight. Oh, wow. I'm watching the uh, UCLA Colorado game right here. Yeah. Scott. Who's winning right now? It's 46-38 UCLA right now, but it's a good game. <laughs> yeah. <a> good game. <laughs> so, hey, Rich, I, I do have a question for you. So, uh, the challenge accepted. So, I, I am I, I, I am guessing that you're a huge How I Met Your Mother fan. I am yes. as well. Uh, tell me about the challenge accepted. What do you love about Barney so much? I love that he, he – well, his character is amazing, how they built him – even though it was the polar opposite of his actual reality in life, but uh, he was not the womanized part of it. And maybe when I was a youth, it was good, but uh, not now. That's not a great thing to do. But everything else, if you, they told him he could do something, it, that's what he did. I was told I, I shouldn't go past the master's degree. So I took that as a challenge, applied, and got accepted for a PhD. 
that's my mm. challenge accepted right now. And right now I'm uh, second portion of my dissertation. Hopefully by the end of this spring semester, I'll ever be up to defending it. And then I'll be fighting to get that little, the funny hat on. Wow. Nice. That's awesome news, man. Who is the one person that you're excited to say Dr. LaMonica for the first time? So when you walk in and they have to call you doc, you're going to be like, you damn right. My wife. Call me the doctor of love. Oh my goodness. Also because she supported me through all this journey. So she, yeah. she can be the first. Whoa, whoa, it. whoa. We have to address this immediately. Rick Ames, don't you live in Kentucky? How can you? Oh, man. No, no, this is this fighting we, need to, we need to rectify this. I still Read between the lines, Rick Ames. Read I still hate Christian But no, Rich, it's, it's been great having you on. Uh, I, I look forward to doing Tip of the Spear. I look forward to watching the rest of your podcast. Uh, thank you so much for going on. Uh, continue success with all the – we'll definitely be watching ourselves, so continue success for your podcast. And your PhD. Appreciate I look forward to calling you Dr. LaMonica as well. There you Thank go. you. Thank you. And turn some lights on in there, brother. It's too dark up in there, man. Turn some lights it's on about, in there. It's about turn the brightness this room has been the whole time I've been here. <laughs> <laughs> so they paid the bill today. Nice. nice. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, well, I thought Al might have popped in, but Al must be feeling pretty bad. So ladies Yeah, I was trying to kind of stall, stall but. Yeah, it's all right. You know, sometimes you. He's got to do what he's got to do. You got to take care of his business. How he got to take care of his business, you know. Definitely. All right, Rich. We will holler at you soon, buddy. Thank you so much for coming on. Appreciate y'all. Have a good Appreciate one. Appreciate you, brother. Have a good one, brother. Yeah, well, yeah. that was pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah. As always, you know, when is I it also, ever not? I also hate Christian Leitner still. That's right. You're my girl, <laughs> I watched. Uh, I watched that that documentary about Duke and Christian Leitner. Dude, that was the, <laughs> oh my, I didn't realize so many people hated him. And it's yeah, not it's, just. It's ridiculous. It runs you deep. Could, like hated him. So let me let me tell you a real quick funny story. So I'll tell you two. Uh, <laughs> so I, I was born in Corbin, Kentucky. Naturally, I'm a huge Kentucky fan. In 1985 or 86, in order to go to the Final Four, Kentucky was playing LSU. So Kentucky, uh, because of Don Redden uh, with the LSU Tigers, Kentucky lost this game. LSU went to the Final Four. UK did not. My father, Carl Trosper, Marine, picked up our TV, one of those 25-inch TVs that's on the floor, right? Boom picked tubes. up the TV. Yeah, one of those. Threw it down our split-level house. Split, threw it down the stairs. <laughs> Busted everywhere. Messed up the staircase. Okay, so that's that's the kind of, that's the level. And my brothers, Todd and Toby, can, can <clears throat> that's the level of fanship that we have. We're some angry, fucking violent military men when it comes to defending Kentucky. So, all right. Last thing I'll say about Christian Leitner. I was at my wife, Sarah's house when I was in high school and uh, Sean Woods hit the the running shot to make Kentucky go up by one. And then uh, they did not front the out of bounds guy, Grant Hill. And he threw the ball to Christian Leitner. Of course they, they lost. I, I was the happiest I could possibly be in my life about a sporting event at that time when Sean Woods hit the shot. And then when Christian Leitner, Hit his shot. It was literally the worst day of my sporting life. <laughs> I sat and cried on her driveway for probably two hours. Wow! And I'm and not she ashamed. Still to say married it. you, so that says a lot, bro. Redemption story. <laughs> However many years later, 
uh, I meet up with my buddy John Sandlin in Maysville, Kentucky, and he's like, hey, we're going to go play golf. I end up getting to play golf with Darren Feldhouse, doing uh, off-track betting and all that kind of stuff whenever uh, Darren Feldhouse is the guy that was guarding Christian Leitner. He played for UK, or he was he was actually standing near him. They should have fronted Christian Leitner in Grand Hill. Anyway. Did you give him shit? Hell no. We cried to get. We got drunk and cried to get. <laughs> like, nice yeah. job gardening, bro. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. He's he's about six eight. I didn't say anything <laughs> yeah. to him. You couldn't jump higher. You're already like, six eight, man. Bro. It sucks, bro. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. You're like up here, like anyway. That had back. nothing to do with veterans, but <laughs> yeah, other than me, yeah. <clears throat> That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, fellas. That's, you know, a, that's about all I got. Comes a time and come a time in every man's life where he has to say goodbye to a few things. Sad as it may be, but it is that time. This is the Triple Threat Vet Podcast. I am your man, DJ Royalty. You have been entertained today by my man, Matt Johnson, along with my man, Ty, and my man, Rich LaMonica, was in the building today. Hope you guys had a good time. Hope you guys got something out of it. And I hope you guys come back. I made a pack. You bring them in and they come and watch. We will give you more. That is my promise today to you. Today is the 15th of February, the day after Valentine's Day. I hope you guys had a good Valentine's Day. If you didn't have someone else to love, I hope you loved on yourself. If nobody tells you that they love you, I'm going to tell you. I love you. It feels good to say it. Sometimes just say it. You know what I mean? Even if you're down and you're depressed, I'll tell you this. <clears throat> go to the mirror. Look in the mirror. And just say, I love you. I love you, man. Even if you say it to yourself. Because if you love yourself enough to get up and keep going, then you definitely will see a better day. I guarantee it. We've all had bad days. We've all had good days. But you have to love yourself enough to get your ass up and keep on moving. I will tell you, you got one job. That's to get up and keep on trying. Right? That's it. And like my guest said last week, if you're not giving, you're not living. Give yourself another chance. Keep on living. That's my message for you today. DJ Royalty. This is the Triple Threat Bet Podcast. I'm bringing my fellas back in. My man, Matt J's in the building. You guys, I tell you. You got it. Look, man, I'm wearing it. I got. I keep it on every day, man. I go to my man's website. I get me some stuff, and my gear is fresh. I stay fresh. I stay. <laughs> is that fresh what you say to the mirror, Rick Ames? My name is Rick Ames, bitch. Yeah, that's it. So I tell it you, out next time though, spell it out. Spell it out. No so I get my man. Uh, get my man Matt the mic so he can do what he do. What's up, man? Oh, hold on, hold on one second though. Hey, Kevin what? wants to see your beautiful eyes, Scott. Who's that? Kevin Cash. Oh, he thinks I got black eyes. <laughs> I want to see your beautiful eyes. I didn't say black eyes. Yeah, I wear these shades, man, because you know I deal with these migraines. Yeah. So when the light shining on me, it kind of irritates. So I throw my shades on. Yeah, man. You know, there's all kinds of all kinds of uh, got your six merch is available. Oh yeah, go right yeah. here. Go right here. Same flag, same oath. Get yourself some that old fashioned, easy day. Same flag, same oath. It's all available. Yes, sir. All available. And it's made with love. I'm going to tell you, I know the people who make these shirts. And I know that every single shirt is made with a touch of love. But my man, Matt Johnson, alongside with his wife, Becky, and my people. So I already know 
the quality is there. I wear it. I support it. I'm with it. I, I challenge you to do the same. You will not be disappointed. I promise you. It's probably ridiculous. I, I don't, I have, I've shown Matt a wall of t-shirts that I have. Yeah. And the only shirts that I wear because I'm the original brand ambassador are got your yeah. six shirts. These things are comfortable. They, so many colors to go with anything. Get you a short set. Let's do this. Yeah, absolutely. Well, as always, we thank you guys. And we thank everybody that's out there. Ty, yes, is the OG brand ambassador. I think Ty kept us in business for six months. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. But uh, yeah, we try to make the best product possible. It's out there. There's some people out there in the room that have bought. We appreciate it. Shout out to the caches. Your stuff is on the way. Should be there soon. Um, Willis, you got your shirts coming, uh, by the way. They found them. They're on the way. Uh, but yeah, we, we got new shirts on the website. We've got sports shirts coming soon. Be ready for that video drop. We're going to do like a, a commercial on those. We've got whiskey drinking shirts. We have service shirts. We have sweatshirts. We have hoodies. We have hats now. Um, it's all going to be up there. Rep and, and, and support. And then don't forget, we have the page of nonprofits where you jump into there, you buy one of those shirts, we give a portion of that back to the nonprofit so they can continue their mission. So anything that we can do to help, we appreciate the support. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. All right. All right. That's my man, Matt. Well, you know it is. Time to wax some poetic with my man Ty Cobb in the building. Big dog, what you got for the people today? Man, I'm, I'm gonna tell you this: if if we're gonna do two shows a week, we're we're definitely gonna have to learn how to come out of, out of our shells and get our personalities out there a little bit more. Yeah. Shout out to the Triple Threat Vet Platoon for always uh, showing up and showing out. Appreciate the comments. Appreciate all the uh, likes and and comments on the reels that we put out. Y'all are uh, y'all are what makes us do this. So. Just like Rich said, if you can reach one, teach one. Just like uh, uh, Project Zero says, just get out there, man. Love you guys. See you next week. All right. Like I said, I am DJ Royalty. I'm a, I'm a DJ for real, man. I, like, I do this. You know what I mean? So if you're looking for a DJ, call me up. Find me. I'm going to hook you up. We can get it in. All right? But to all you guys that are out there, man, we love you guys. Thank you guys for coming out. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for being a part of the Triple Threat Vet Podcast family. We love you guys. I'm not going to say too much because I've already touched on it. Love yourself. Love your neighbor. Find your meaning. Find your cause. Wake up, man, and just just go for it. Goals are to be made, right? Hurdles are to be jumped. Obstacles are to be overcome. Hills are to be climbed. Challenge yourself. Make yourself better. Be better to somebody else and live a more prosperous life by doing those things, all right? To all you veterans who are out there, thank you for your service. For all those who support veterans, thank you for your support. And for all you guys who are out there who are being great Americans every single day, we appreciate you. And until next until next week, we will see you again, all right? This is DJ Royalty. Thank you. I'm out of here. Peace. <laughs>